Welcome to the debut episode of This Week in Coleraine Cardinals Athletics here on WeAreColerain.com and ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports. My name is Jason Griefer, and we are joined by Coleraine Athletic Director Craig Eulen and Assistant AD Mike Wiseman. What this is going to be for Cardinals fans out there that are going to be tuning in and watching this and also listening to this on all your podcast platforms, kind of a weekly inside look about what's going on with Cardinals Athletics through the various sports. Obviously, we're going to be in the winter season right now. And uh, we'll kind of see how things are going, players that stand out, games that are coming up, all those kind of things. You'll fans will get a feel for this as we uh, as we go along. But uh, Craig and Mike, good to have you here with us. Let's jump right in. And uh, one of the things I want to uh, touch on first is kind of the era that we're in, and obviously all the all the COVID nineteen stuff that's still going on. Everybody's been affected by it. Now we've gotten through a fall sports season. We're moving into the winter, and that's what we're going to start talking about here in just a moment. But Craig, I'll start with you first, and then, Mike, you can take it from there. Have you found yourself, now that we're going into the winter season, kind of getting a better feel for how to operate under all these protocols? And how much have, has all this been an effect on this winter sports season? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, obviously we, we faced the challenges early in the fall, and we made adjustments, and we, we kind of figured out. And after a few weeks of of hosting events, you know, it, it, it became, it became second nature. So now that we're in the winter, uh, we've been, we've been fairly healthy for the most part, and uh, we've been pretty successful with our events and, and whatnot. And I think at the end of the day, we're going to, we're going to complete this season. And I think that's been kind of the MO with the OHSA all year is we're going to complete the season we're going to compete we're going to play games it's up to individual school districts to to compete if they feel they're safe enough mm-hmm. and uh you know minus the fact of uh your program might you know be shut down for a week or two because of covid we're going to continue playing and we're going to eventually make it to the postseason and hopefully have a successful postseason mike how has it been for you are you still working on a more day-to-day basis or have you yourself gotten a better feel for how things are going to operate and maybe have a better idea of how to put schedules together and all that. Well, it's kind of an interesting perspective now moving from being the head coach of the boys soccer program this fall and kind of, you know, introduced to it that way. So we, we had a few uh, hiccups there with the soccer season, but ultimately it was, it was just about trying to get our coaches now to understand that, you know, we have to do things a little bit differently. We can't operate under a normal schedule. Uh, kind of our normal routines that we've done. Uh, and for the most part, I'd say most of our coaches have kind of embraced that idea and, and kind of adapted their schedules and, and their practices and things like that uh, to make it, you know, more conducive to, to make sure that we do have a full season and, you know, obviously get to the postseason, um, which we were able to do in the fall. And, you know, as it looks now, I think we're able to do that here in the winter. So looking forward to that. Absolutely. And now let's let's start talking about some of the individual sports. And this is going to be kind of the theme going forward. Uh, for Cardinals fans who, who tune in each and every week either to watch this on wearecolerain.com or to listen to it on their favorite podcast uh, platforms. Let's start on the hardwood. Let's start with uh, let's start with uh, boys basketball. And it, it's, there's, it's, it's been a tough season. You know, they have zero uh, and 10 to start the year. zero and five in the league. It's just been a tough go of it. And sometimes that happens. And you're obviously, you also play in a difficult league. The GMC is not easy. Anybody in and around Cincinnati uh, knows that. So, um, Get a chance to get things going. Sycamore and Lakota East scheduled coming up uh, here soon. So, Craig, let me start with you. What and, and the way the season has gone and th- things have just been so tough, what's been the mindset of the players to this point? And uh, how is Coach Cosgrove trying to work with them to keep them up, keep them pumped, keep them motivated, and keep bringing that fight each time they're on the floor? 
Well, I think, you know, at the beginning of the season, um, kind of off to a slow start, they, they were shut down for a couple of weeks, which is, which is tough. It's tough on the kids. It's tough on the coaches. They want to be out there practicing, playing, you know, scrimmaging, preparing for the season. Um, you know, overall, I think there is significant improvement from last year. Um, you know, there was a little bit of growing pains, you know, offensively, you know, running, running new offensive schemes and defensive schemes. You know, I think, I think there is a lot of improvement there. Uh, you know, we've been really competitive in, in a lot of the games this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think another piece to that is that all the challenges from rescheduling, the amount of games that have been rescheduled, uh, whether it's due to our team or another team, uh, you know, it's just it's just a matter of keeping the kids focused, keeping them on a, you know, on a schedule, uh, keeping them on a routine, because that's very important um, how it plays out on the court. Mike, you know that as a, as a head coach yourself and what we had to go through this past fall and all the hoops you have to jump through to get a season in, the readjustments, the moving of all the bits and pieces. How would you say Coach Cosgrove has handled all those challenges thus far? Well, you know, not just him, but all of our coaches, it's, it's, it's an obvious challenge. And, you know, it's, it's just about being flexible. You, you know, you can't be, you know, as much as you want to be on the same routine every week, uh, you just have to learn to be flexible. And, you know, I think he's done well with that, you know, get his, get his guys to play hard and, you know, scout new teams. And then, you know, might have to change a game plan because the game's rescheduled and they have to look to another team. So, you know, it's a difficult challenge, but, you know, I think we're, we're up to that challenge. He's done a pretty good job with that. Over on the girls' side, uh, a really good season thus far, 7-5 and five overall, but most importantly, 5-3 and three, uh, in the GMC coming off of a 90-18 to 18 route of Middletown most recently and the big thing is with that five GMC wins already equaling the win total the past two years combined so huge leap uh this season uh Mike let me start with you first here with the girls team what's been the biggest key uh for this jump and and the wins piling up and what has coach Hayes been talking about during this run I think it's it's about uh his group of girls have now become kind of more mature have had a bunch of experience uh playing varsity as as young kids and then now they're they're stepping to be sophomores and juniors and they've kind of been there and you know obviously the McNally the girls are 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 fantastic um you know but I, I think they've they've bought into what his program and what he's trying to sell to them and, and you know you, you can obviously see the gains that they've made over the last couple of years um, but they're you know extremely disciplined uh, play really good defense very athletic uh, and really and play for one another so Craig, let me talk to you a little bit about uh, Abigail McNally and, and how good she's been. And I'm looking at the, the leaderboards right now in the GMC. She's second in the league in scoring at nearly 21 points per game. She leads the league in rebounding at 10.5 per game. She's second in steals in the GMC at 3.5 steals per game. Also third in blocks at 1.5 blocks per game. She's filling the stat sheet every single uh, night out, to say the least. Uh, how good has she been from your perspective? Very good. You know, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up because if you weren't, I was going to. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, like Mike said, the, the program has made tremendous strides in the last couple of years. But, um, you know, we're fortunate enough, in my opinion, that we got the best all-around player in the league. And obviously, she's a difference maker every time she takes the floor. Um, you know, the amount of uh, rebounds she gets every game is, is, is uh, it's fun to watch. 
And she's certainly been uh, really good consistently throughout. And that's the thing that I've looked at and seeing is it's been every single night out. It's not just been a, you know, a six point game followed by a 40 point game. And it kind of conflates the numbers in that regard. She's been really good uh, throughout there for sure. Let's let's switch gears here. Let's move on to the to the bowling lanes and uh, let's start with the boys first and uh, a really good start to the GMC season as well for the boys here. They're three and one uh, to start this season in the GMC. They're in a four way tie for first. Uh, right now, busy week coming up ahead. You've got uh, you got hair, you got uh, Oak Hills coming up here. They're right behind you in the standings. They're two and one, off to a good start here. One of the things I, players I want to talk about, and Craig, I'll start with you first, is uh, Ryan Johnson and his progression from freshman to sophomore and now to junior year. He's up to a two twelve average, which is just insane for anybody who doesn't bowl or just is a very amateur bowler. But he's also increased his average by 10, 12, 13 pins every single year. What's been the most impressive thing to you in seeing him grow like that year on year in and year out? You know, honestly, I just uh, I just watched him last week, last Wednesday against Princeton, and I and I had actually sent a message to Mike about Ryan individually through a game of two fifty five, and it's it's very impressive to watch a young man um, that skilled, and uh, and it's not just him. We got a couple other players on the team that that can. Uh, can put up some, some significantly high scores. And, and I think that's the reason why they're sitting in a tie first place in the GMC. So there's a lot to be proud of with the boys team. How big of a challenge has it been for these two teams? And we'll talk about the girls specifically here in a second, but just to, to train, to practice, because this is an area where you may not necessarily have the availability of lanes that you would normally like to, how has that been for them? Um, They they got a really good relationship with Corinne Bowl. Uh, you know, it's, it's a half a mile from the school. Mm-hmm. Um, they've, they've been practicing and playing there for a long time. So they've been very fortunate to, you know, have that good relationship. And, um, you know, anytime that they need to get in there and practice and host matches, Colerain Bowl has been very helpful. So it's been very beneficial for us. Not every school has an alley that close to their school like we do. Yeah. Um, Colerain Bowl also hosts, uh, hosts the sectional tournament every year. So um, it's a good place to practice, good place to bowl. It's, it's great to have in your backyard. Yeah, Mike over on the girls side, they are mid pack in the conference two and two, but you know, not that far off from the top as everybody's really ramping up a league player. They'll get Oak Hills coming up this week and beat Oak Hills. You got a chance to move into a tie for third place. So again, everybody's really tight right now and looking at the scores and the way your team has bowled thus far on the season. What's impressed me is, the level of consistency really throughout the roster. I mean, I'm looking at this, you've got three bowlers averaging between 182 and 192 and three others are in the mid sixties, each match out. You know about trying to build consistency from match to match to match. How has this coaching staff gone about getting these bowlers to produce consistently like this each time out? Well, you know, it, it stems from the coaching. It's uh, you know, you got a coach who was a, uh, was one of the top bowlers in Colorado history. So she's, she's been there. Uh, so she brings a wealth of experience and knowledge when trying to teach that uh, to, to the girls. And, you know, obviously it's, it's beginning to show and, you know, maybe not getting frustrated by a game and just kind of stay in the course and stay in what you're supposed to do uh, as opposed to kind of getting in those highs and lows. And, you know, obviously it's paying off for them, you know, and then we'll see as the season progresses if they can uh, continue that consistency. Cause you know, a lot of times that's what sports is all about. Just, Sometimes the most consistent team is the one who comes out on top. And uh, you, you certainly know as well as anybody, both of you have, and through various sports, 
at, at uh, Coleraine. So uh, certainly good good start for them in league play and a big one coming up against against Oak Hills. Let's move on. Let's talk about your uh, academic team. This is a this is a, a, a an area that doesn't get as much attention as other sport other sports are because we just don't don't see a lot of it. Not everybody offers an academic team. You're uh, you guys do uh, at Coleraine and coming off a very good year last year, thirteen and five. You know, in in a GMC where you have Fairfield Sycamore go seventeen and one. You know, Mason and Oak Hills, they both win 11 matches. So, you know, this is a very good league as far as academic competition goes. Your team gets to start the season started this year with a sweep over Princeton. you got Middletown uh, coming next. And, you know, we saw the, the feature there uh, on uh, wearecolerain.com about this team and how much you have coming back from that team a year ago. So, Craig, let me start with you. Uh, how does Coach Dowling feel about what he has returning and do, do, you, do you feel like it gives them a chance to to challenge for the league title, which they haven't done, haven't won since 03? Yeah, I think they're really excited about this year. You know, finishing uh, second place last year in the GMC, um, majority of the kids are returning. Um, you know, they, there was a lot of excitement last year with the quiz team. And, you know, they're looking to, uh, to continue that trend this year and, and compete for a uh, GMC title. I think it's been uh, – it's been a long time since they've had this much success with quiz. And if you talk to uh, Mr. Dowling, coach Dowling, he's been here a long time and he's been involved with quiz a long time. And, and uh, he knows that they're capable of, uh, you know, possibly uh, competing for a title this year. So it's pretty exciting for the kids. Mike, when you see these, these competitors go out in these matches like this, if you're able, able to check them out and, and how they go about their business, how impressive is it to you that these youngsters can retain all these different random areas of knowledge and can answer it at the snap of a finger? Well, you know, I can't take any credit for it, but I've taught, you know, I don't know, half of those kids in class at some point or another. Uh, <laughs> the I'm humble brag. <laughs> I'm not going to take any credit for that, but, you know, having experienced them in class, these these are some of the best and brightest kids that Corian has to offer. They are some of the nicest, uh, smartest kids. And, you know, they, they truly do work hard at their craft. Um, you know, being a social studies teacher, you know, my favorite question is, do you remember this? Do you know this? And there's a lot of times I look and said, no, I don't. I don't remember that. So, you know, the fact that they could do that and, and just that quick instant and that quick, you know, having to answer that question, you know, a matter of seconds is, is just impressive. And they're just some really, really great kids and a great representation of Coleraine. I got to say, Mike, I thought for a second there you were going to tell us you were moonlighting as an assistant coach. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I don't hold any, I don't any water to coach down. He's, he's, he's the man well, when it comes to well, that. Well, well, I said assistant coach. I didn't say head coach. We're leaving out. To, we're leaving out to Coach Dowling. <laughs> let's uh, let's move on. Let's talk about uh, another another area that maybe doesn't get all the glitz and glamour, so to speak. That you know, basketball or or bowling and wrestling. We'll talk about wrestling here in a second. That's your cheer program. Uh, this is they've had to go through just as much adversity as anybody else. Craig, uh, how, how has the cheer program uh, navigated the waters here? Oh, uh, good. You know, I just a. Uh... First, a, a quick shout out to our new head coach, Ellen Hannon. Mm -hmm. uh, we're very excited to have her on board. Uh, she's a former Coleraine graduate, uh, former captain of the cheerleading squad. So uh, she's done a great job this year with the girls. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to uh, the future with uh, with Coach Hannon. And, uh, and a lot of big things going forward for them. And uh, hopefully sooner rather than later, 
a sense of normalcy and we can get back to appreciating all that they do because they, they put in as much time and effort as uh, anybody out there in, in the mm-hmm. fields of competition uh, for sure. Let's talk, let's move and uh, move on to the wrestling mats and, and talk about your wrestling team. I'm going to go kind of get this from two different angles. Let's start with the team and the way they performed uh, right now. We're currently ranked fourth in, in Southwest Ohio, which is, we like that. Uh, obviously a lot of people chasing May- Mason right now, but your team's right there. And some of the individuals, I uh, want to give a, a special recognition to right now, not going to intending to leave anybody out, but Jacob Brewer at 132, you know, doing mm-hmm. very well thus far. He's 12 and five. And then I look at the 285 there. You've got Jameer Carpenter, Todd Watson, there combined 18 and three. That's nothing to shake a stick at mm-hmm. there. Uh, Craig, from your perspective, how pleased are you with the results that you've seen thus far? And also given the fact that they've been able to get quite a number of matches in thus far obviously very excited about wrestling and job well done so far. I think similar to basketball, there's some scheduling uh, challenges with uh, having to reschedule a lot of our matches. Uh, you know, they, they actually got off to a slow start as well. Uh, they, they were shut down for a couple of weeks in November and in mm-hmm. December. Um, but, you know, coach Huber, our head coach and, and his assistants, um, I think they got a great coaching staff and that, that kind of leads to their success on the mat. Um, they also have a lot of uh, good senior leadership on the team this year. Like yeah. you mentioned, Todd Watson and, and Jacob Brewer, and that definitely helps. A lot of these kids have been wrestling varsity for a couple of years, so the experience is there. And as you can see, you know, the number four ranking is is right where right where we, we expect it to be. But, you know, our, our kids are hungry for more, and mm-hmm. the season's not quite over yet. Mike, I look at wrestling in the winter season as maybe the most difficult to try to pull off a full season because, you know, the the obvious factors are there. We can't social distance. You can kind of work your way around that outside of the meets, the the duels, the tries, the quads, what have you. But obviously, you got to get together. You got to have that contact on the mat to try to try to compete there. Uh, is do, do you do you look at that in the same perspective? This is one of the more difficult seasons to try to pull off in wrestling. And how do you feel like your coach Huber and your wrestlers have navigated that thus far, given that they've already uh, had to shut down before? Oh, I'm sorry. Can you repeat the first part? My my internet kind of cut out on me. I didn't That's okay. Uh, like I said, we, we were we're navigating interesting times here, and I've always thought that wrestling would be the most tough to to pull off because you know, you're in close contact. You can't social distance as much as other sports can. How have how have you seen that go through this wrestling season, and how has Coach Huber and your wrestlers navigated that, given the fact they've already had to shut down once? You know, you know, I think sometimes it's a little bit of luck of the draw too, and you know that type of stuff. But it's just it's just about trying to you know impress upon them the importance of doing the little things when when you're when you're not expected, you know, wearing your mask when you when you are, are kind of around and things like that. It's just it's making sure you're doing all the little things to make sure that, you know, the big picture kind of can, can be completed. Um, you know, the other shout out to them, you know, they're not a, they're a program that doesn't really just start up right before the season. You know, these guys are out there in the middle of the summer running around and lifting and, you know, I've noticed them all summer long coaching. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's no mistake that uh, they've gotten where they are right now. They've put in a, a lot of hard work uh, and they deserve all the credit they've been getting. Um, you know, I just, I just hope that they can, that we can just navigate these last couple months here and, and get to that, that state tournament. Lastly, before I let you guys go here on, on the debut episode of this week in Colerain Cardinals athletics, I want to kind of uh, circle back to something we touched on at the start of the show, and that is trying to 
put all of this together so that these student athletes can have the opportunity to compete and compete as close to the highest level as they can, given the circumstances uh, all around us. You, you, as we said, you guys have got, gotten through the fall season. You were able to complete the fall season. Now we're in the winter. I'm curious to know how the community has been around you. I'm sure in the fall, there were a lot of frustrations because there were so many unanswered questions. And then you have, you know, classmates of kids that want to be at the events. You have parents and family and friends that want to be at these events and they've just not been able to come out in the numbers that they would like to. What's that support been like for you now that everybody's sort of adjusted to how things are? Well, I think you're right. I think in the fall, there was a lot of frustration. There was a lot of questions. You know, we had to we had to implement some things pretty quickly, like online ticketing, which was new for everybody. Uh, obviously, the social distancing, uh, sitting in groups of four, wearing masks. And like I said earlier, you know, it's become it's become part of our routine now, our daily routine, whether it's practicing or hosting events. And, um, you know, our, our community is, is used to the expectations. They know yep. what to expect when they come into our venues. Yep. Um, they know what to expect, you know, for for the protocols with games, you know, the, the one thing that we have done that's been pretty successful, we've got a lot of positive fe feedback is we have been streaming our winner contest through Facebook live. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a, the we are Coleraine Facebook page that's tied to the website has about uh, 4,500 followers and we stream our girls basketball games our boys basketball games. Uh, wrestling has done a good job streaming their events. Bowling has been streaming their events as well. So, uh, that's been that's been the one nice thing about the limited attendance is is we're we're still trying to 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 promote the contest uh, you know virtually through a streaming streaming option. Mike, how's that community support been from your perspective, not only as a soccer coach but also as an administrator? You know, like Rick said, it, it it's kind of been a an evolution of you know frustration to. I wouldn't say acceptance, but, you know, the fact that this is, this is what we have to do for the kids. Cause that's, that's ultimately the most important thing. Yeah. We might want to come watch a game, but it's about the kids playing the sports. And if, if that means, you know, personally, as a, as a parent with my kids, if that means only I can go to the game, then, then so be it. I'd rather my kid be able to play and, and compete in their sports uh, than worrying about, you know, a thousand people being able to watch. So it, it's kind of that acceptance. We've kind of moved to that support of, okay, let's, let's make sure the kids have the season. Uh, and, and we've worked to, to make sure, like Craig said, to, to stream the games and to make sure that they still had the ability to, to view their kids. And, and we've even got some where they may not have, you know, an aunt or an uncle or a grandpa in, you know, Wisconsin or, you know, other parts of the country that can now tune in that previously never could. So yeah. it, it's kind of had unintended, you know, consequences that we really weren't, um, weren't expecting when we started this. So it's and some for the better. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, one of the things I also uh, want to mention here as we're wrapping up the show here today is, you know, you, you guys have, you two have doing more selfless jobs probably th that there is out there, especially when it comes to, to helping out these student athletes and that, you know, you can deal with all the frustrations, but at the end of the day, you guys are here to serve the kids and, and help the student athletes compete and compete at the highest level. And so I, I do want to give credit to, to the two of you for being able to pull off what you've pulled off uh, thus far, given the fact that there is no playbook for this. You know, none of us were around for the Spanish flu pandemic more than 100 years ago. So we're all trying to navigate through this. So I just want to make sure fans understand how hard you guys are working behind the scenes to pull this off. And, and I do want to say you guys have done a fantastic job thus far. Thank you. 
And it's been a, a lot of fun here today. And we certainly appreciate you taking a little bit of time to talk to us here today, uh, Craig and Mike. Uh, looking forward to it in the weeks to come. Appreciate it. Glad to be on here. Glad to be a part of ESP. And we are certainly glad to have you as well. That is Cole Rain Athletic Director Craig Yulin and Assistant Athletic Director Mike Wiseman joining us here on WeAreColeRain.com for the debut episode of This Week in Colerain Cardinals Athletics here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.